Why is it, do you think, that so many of us, particularly I'm thinking now the women and in particular the mothers that I know, why do we struggle? Because I think, yes, there's the education piece. What are these mysterious boundaries thing? But what I also see time and time and time again, and I know this in my own life, I know it, but when I come to set it, I can still, and I know for so many people, it still feels so, let's use that awful word, selfish. Why is that? What are the roots under that? It's such a good question. And it's so universal because it's funny. I've taught this to women in 250 countries. It's not just Europe. It's not just US. It's not just North America. It's everywhere. And listen, how were we raised? Zoe, how many times did you hear in your life? Like the expectation was be a good girl turn that frown around. Hey, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. We learned this so young. Where's my happy girl? Turn that frown around. Be nice. I was raised that being nice, being perceived as being nice was like the do all end all. It's all about being nice. And what does that mean? That means not prioritizing how you feel and what you think if someone else won't like it. It's prioritizing how other people what they feel, what they think, making sure everyone's okay. We were raised and praised for being self-abandoning codependents. Literally, it was like boot camp in childhood. So we come to the topic of boundaries, not just from a neutral, I don't know how to do it place, from a deficit, because we're taught that the more self-sacrificing you are, the better you are as a mother in particular, of course, you must be the earth mother, self-sacrificing, never think of yourself, always think of everyone else before. But what ends up happening is that you end up the way that I described. We end up bitter. Think about the people in your life who you know are martyrs. Think, you know, people could be a grandma, could be your mom. You don't think that when they were 30, they were like, I can't wait to turn into a total martyr. It's going to be amazing. No, it's from overgiving for so long that there's no free lunch. There's a part of you that feels like after everything I've done for all of these people, this is what they should be doing for me. Even though we don't think that when we're young, we don't think that will ever be us. There is the only place that this disordered boundary train, this lack of prioritizing self, the only stop on that train is bitter land. That's it. You end up resentful as hell of everyone from your kids to your partner, to your friends, to your family, to your parents, to your employer, to the people who work for you, because we can't see that it's not them. Even if it is them, we have trained all of these people to treat us the way they are treating us. And so now it's time to teach them to treat us differently because we must regard ourselves and our needs and our preferences, our desires, our limits, our deal breakers. We must regard them as something that's valuable. So if I may, I just want to break down my definition of boundaries and then we can go forward so that we're all sort of on the same page of what it is we're talking about. According to Terry Cole, your boundaries, I want you to think about them as your own personal rules of engagement. It lets other people know what's okay with you and what's not okay with you. It is not selfish 
to share that information. It is very generous, brave, and loving to share that information because we're setting people up to succeed. Your boundaries are comprised of your preferences, your limits, your desires, and your deal breakers, meaning the non-negotiables for you and your relationships, your life, whatever those things may be. And it's not enough to know them, which most people don't. You must know them and then have the ability to transparently communicate them. And that is what being a boundary boss is. So clear. And I completely remember what it was like to have that exact realization that you had. I was like, I feel resentful to everyone in my life. And someone pointed out to me, it was a boundary issue with me. I remember it blowing my mind. I remember this person she held my hand and she said, you know, a resentment is a sign that your boundaries are porous. You need stronger boundaries. It changed my life. It's so incredible. You know, you said about starting in a deficit. I also feel like there's another deficit that we start with, with boundaries, which is so many of the mothers that I speak with struggle with even getting on the ladder of defining those boundaries because they don't feel worthy There's a part of them thinks, who am I to have limits and preferences? Or they might not even know themselves well enough to figure out what that is. What would you say to that person? Two things. In the beginning of the book, I walk you through this exercise where, because exactly what you're saying, Zoe, is one of the first things that people say. They're like, I don't even know. I have no idea. This is so overwhelming. I don't know what my boundaries are. I don't know where I need them. I don't know where I don't have them. I don't even know anything. That's the feeling. So two things that are like the beginning of starting to get a more clear picture about the state of your boundaries right now and where you're going. Well, one thing people can do is I have a free boundary quiz, which will be really helpful. It'll tell you your archetype. It's just at boundaryquiz.com. Literally, that's the URL. So it's 13 questions, super helpful. The first thing in the book we do, though, is we do a pretty extensive thing that I call the okay and not okay list, where you're going to go through every part of your life and really from the smallest things, like, oh, in my office, there is a light in the ceiling that's really caustic that I hate. Maybe I should change that bulb. Maybe I should make that a 40 watt bulb instead of a hundred watt bulb, or maybe don't ever use a ceiling light, according to me. Like those things, right? Is it okay how much emotional labor you're doing in your family, your home? Meaning, is there equity at all? Or is a lot of what's getting done, getting done because you're doing it? You feel like if you've chosen, if you've made an agreement with your partner that you're staying home with the kids does that mean that you also think that you should then do everything else? And is that happening? And how do you feel about that? So the okay and not okay list gives you an idea of what is bothering you in your financial life, your relationships, your home life, because our physical surroundings really do impact us. And a lot of times we don't put our attention on those things. We're like, it's not a big deal. Here's the thing. All of these small deals build up to being a big deal. And your comfort, your preference matters. And this is something that I think is mind-blowing to so many people who read this book, is where we've been very conditioned to be like, it's fine. It's all good. It's all good. You know me, no muss, no fuss. I'm all like, why is having no preferences 
preferable. Why do you think your preference is a burden? It isn't. Your preference is exactly that. And I really highly encourage my clients and people in my mastermind and all the things I do for us to control and change the things that we can in life so that we're getting our own needs met. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Sometimes these really small things that you can change, but they make your life more pleasant. They make you feel more satisfied. So that's one thing is the okay and not okay list. And then the next thing I'm going to suggest that we do is take a resentment inventory because this is really going to show you where a need is not being met. And this could be because you haven't set the boundary, but you need to. This could be because you've set the boundary, but the person is kind of a bit of a boundary bully and just keeps agreeing that they're going to stop doing the thing, but then keeps doing the thing, requiring you to come back to the situation over and over. Something is happening where we feel resentful. And so that's a really good place to start. 